Welcome to Art Education in Critical Times, the podcast by and for art educators, focusing on the intersections of critical theory, contemporary art, and art education. I'm your host, Kylie Ockfamia, and today's episode is called Challenging the Traditional. Just as the title suggests, we'll be looking at how two different professionals are questioning the traditions in their respective fields and how they aim to change them. Like said before, we'll be looking at two different professionals that are challenging the traditions in their fields. The first of the two is going to be pedagogue Alfie Cohn, who is a critic of traditional practices in public education. And the second is going to be contemporary artist J.R., a photographer who uses his own methods to share his art. And then once we talk about what those two are all about, I'm going to go into how we as educators can do this in our classrooms and how we can use the thoughts of these two professionals to influence our curriculum, our lesson plans, our classrooms. To start, we're going to talk about challenging tradition in an educational setting, and to do that, we're going to talk about pedagogue Alfie Cohn, who is also an American author and lecturer in the areas of education, parenting, and human behavior. And when you think about it, all of those go hand in hand with education because you need all of those to deal with education. So Cohn is a proponent of progressive education. Now, you may be asking yourself, what does this mean? What is progressive education? And according to Cohn, it is this big overarching idea that knowledge is not valued equally and that some knowledge is being valued over another. So what that means is that certain classes are usually put on a pedestal over others and more importance is given to those subjects. So we all know about the push for STEM in many schools. Science and math gets the main forefront and the focus in the schools and social sciences and art usually fall behind because those are things that students aren't tested on and aren't going to benefit the school in the long run when in reality they will but people just care about test scores these days. So with that being said, Cone believes that curriculum should be based on student interest and teacher need. So what this means is that curriculum and lessons should be based around questions, problems, and challenges that students face whether it be in the classroom or their day-to-day life. So With that being said, teachers should serve as facilitators to help students think critically rather than to be there to teach them memorization and skill building because it's more important to have students work through a piece rather than for them to memorize when Vincent Van Gogh was born, for example. Cohen has very strong thoughts about grading, and I want you guys to hear a little snippet from Cohen himself on how he feels about this topic. We don't have to have grades. Research shows that grades have three effects. One, they make students less interested in whatever they're learning for a grade. Two, they become less likely to pick something more difficult. After all, if the point is to get an A, you're going to choose the shortest book or the easiest project because that makes it more likely you'll get the A. And three, when students are graded, they tend to do things in a more shallow or superficial fashion. They're less likely to really push and reflect and more likely to say, do we have to know this? Is this going to be on the test? So what you just heard was a little clip from an interview with Alfie Cohn himself talking about his idea of moving away from grades in school settings. Cohn criticizes grades and standardized testing because it shows that knowledge is quote unquote owned by a privileged group. So what this means, according to him, is that in the standpoint of like standardized testing is that the upper middle class is favored by this because they usually have outside resources such as additional books 
outside tutors, things of that nature, in order to help them get better grades on this test and place higher. And as for grades, this is like gifted students usually get better grades, students that show up to class every day, that's your average student. But like students with disabilities usually aren't favored by this because sometimes lessons aren't catered to them. And that's what he kind of means by that. I'm not going to go too in-depth into it. But so he pushes for autonomy in the classroom, which goes back to like the curriculum based on student need and interest. Because this would boost collaboration, meaningful interactions between student and teacher, and then also intrinsic, intrinsic motivation. So what intrinsic motivation is, is the motivation to do something based on joy and because you want to. Whereas extrinsic motivation is a reward, which a lot of teachers do, which is a good grade in this standpoint. So in thinking about grades and challenging the traditional, because we can't fully just take grades out of a school setting, because how are we supposed to show our administrators, our districts, our like states that we are indeed like teaching these students what they need to know? So what Cone believes in is doing more of like self-assessments and performance reviews because what one student does may not always equal the other. So say one student puts their all into a painting and it turns out phenomenal, but another student also puts their all into a painting and it doesn't turn out as great. Like you can't just give one student an A and one student a C even though they put in the same amount of effort, you know? So with the self-assessments that allows students to say, I did this, 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 and this, and it shows that they did the same exact thing as the other students. So that's more of like, inequality thing and it also gets rid of like the democracy in a classroom because it's not this the teacher being this overall power it's the teacher seeing the students as equals in a way because they're allowing them to give themselves grades and review themselves rather than them just looking down like a hawk that was a little bit of a ramble but I could ramble on and on all day about Alfie Cohn and how he challenges these traditions in a school setting but we're going to move on to our next section, which is going to be talking about contemporary artist J.R. and how he is challenging tradition in his art practice. Okay, so now we're going to move on and think about challenging tradition in an art standpoint. So we're going to talk about contemporary artist J.R. J.R. is actually a pseudonym for a contemporary French photographer and street artist. It's interesting why he uses a pseudonym based on the work that he does, but we'll get into that later. But so just to give an overview of JR's work. So he travels the world and erases the idea of anonymity, like in art. So in his project titled Inside Out, he acquires portraits of people, whether he takes them with his own camera or there's a website dedicated to this project where people can upload their own portraits and stories. So he takes these portraits that he's acquired and he places them all over the community that these people are in. So from what I'm taking from this is he just gets a large like group from a certain area and then picks that place to go install. So he blows them up with like a large format printer of some sort. I don't know where he gets them printed, but they're pretty massive. I would encourage you to go look at it. <laughs> so he places them in the community that they reside in. And this allows the residents of this community to be seen and to share their story with the people that they live around and that they've probably never met. 
and anybody can participate in this so it's not anybody with a hardship or a struggle or this amazing story it could just be your average person that works at the grocery store but they're like hey come visit my grocery store so now that i gave a very brief overview about jr and the work that he does i'm gonna go into talking about how he challenges tradition and so let's talk about the use of the pseudonym that he uses and the space space in which he exhibits so even though his work is about erasing anonymity, JR retains it himself by using the pseudonym JR. It's interesting because there are pictures of him online, there are videos of him, but just like Banksy, like everybody has seen Banksy, his identity is still unconfirmed. So he still retains his real identity, even though we all know what he looks like. So unlike all other art, he puts the focus on the subject rather than himself as the maker. Like, whenever we all go to museums, we look at a piece of art, and it could be a portrait of somebody. We don't know who it is, but it, the title could be, like, Portrait of My Neighbor. We don't know anything about the neighbor, and we just learn everything about the person that made the piece of art. That's all we learn about. We talk about their making process. We talk about where they lived and all of this, but we never know anything about the neighbor. So that's where JR flips the switch, and he talks about the subject rather than himself. He wants to allow these people to be able to share their stories and be the forefront of the art rather than him being the one that we all study. So he doesn't let his identity take away from these people that he's making art about since, like I said before, we always look into these artists rather than the people that they are making art about. So when thinking about exhibition spaces, a lot of us go to galleries, museums. When thinking about street art, we think about, like, we think about Banksy's work, about the sides of buildings and things of that nature, which JR 100% uses. But according to the biography on his website, it says, and I quote, JR has the largest art gallery in the world. Thanks to his photographic collage technique, he exhibits his work free of charge on the walls of the whole world, attracting the attention of those who do not usually go to museums. Which is interesting because a lot of people assume museums to be this very inclusive space where everybody is welcome. Most of the time they're free. You can just go in, meander about, and walk out whenever you feel like it. But when you think about it, museums are very exclusive places. Not many people go. A lot of people are really intimidated by the museum setting. So they don't go. Or they're not in the areas that they're in. Whenever you think of museums, you think of New York City. I've been to a few in Atlanta, Georgia. You think of like St. Petersburg, Florida. So all of these big cities with, like, ritzy-ditzy areas. So JR takes the normal setting for many of these people, their communities, and exhibits their art there. So this is where he's challenging the traditional, because a lot of us, if you go to art school, if you take classes anywhere, to think you make it in the art world, you think you have to be exhibited in galleries. You think you have to be in this big museum to make it in the art world. But JR said no. You can put your work on the sides of buildings, and you can still make it big. So that's where he also challenges that traditional sense of the museum setting and quote-unquote making it in the art world. So we just talked about two professionals and how they challenge traditions within their respective fields. So now I'm going to think about how uh, we as educators can challenge tradition in the art classroom. So I'm thinking back to Alfie Cohn and thinking about how he challenges education. We can think about how we can challenge education in our own classrooms. So of course, this is going to be on like a much smaller scale with our like day-to-day -day students. We may see them year after year, who knows. But Alfie Cohn thinks about large scope, so we're thinking the smaller scale. 
So the first thing we can do, obviously, is make lessons that cater to the needs and interests of our own students. We, are, we see our students on a, like, a day-to-day basis. We know how their minds work. We know what they're interested in. So, of course, we're going to have to follow state standards, but we can still tweak our lessons while fitting those standards to fit the needs of our students rather than just going online and finding like a Van Gogh lesson. So that makes, moving on to my next point, students should be allowed to make what they want. Not every student has to have the same outcome because they're going to lose motivation in the work that they're making. So that goes back to like the intrinsic motivation of making art because they want that specific outcome rather than they want a specific grade. So talking about grading, Alfie Cohn is very strong about this topic. So we as teachers can rethink the way we grade our students. We can incorporate more performance reviews, more checklists, rather than grading based off the final product and quote unquote the talent that it took to recreate this piece of artwork or make this piece of art. So Alfie Cohn, we can use his ideas, his thoughts in many ways in our classrooms to move forward in education rather than staying in the past and where we are now. So I'm going back to thinking about how we can challenge tradition and art in the classroom. Contemporary art in general is a great tool for learning and for students to think about how art can be different rather than what they know of the masters and where art is going, what their art can be. But going back to thinking specifically on JR, since we talked about him today, I'm not saying students should take away from themselves as being the maker because that's really important to some artists, but from JR, that's not. But what I'm saying that they should do is that they should care about what they are making, the subject of their piece. They should be wanting to put their all into it, which goes back to student interest because if they're interested in it, they'll want to put their mind to it, put in their best work possible. And then when thinking about showing their work, a lot of student work either gets left in the classroom or gets taken home to put in their portfolio and then never see again. I am guilty of this. I have some work that I haven't looked at since high school. But so JR using any space as his own gallery space is teaching students that they don't, their art does not need to be, to be seen in a formal setting for it to be acknowledged or make a statement of any sort. So after all of this information that I've probably bombarded you with, I want to leave you some questions to consider. So to start off with, whether you're a first year teacher, whether you're starting out teacher teaching next year, if you're going into an internship, you've been teaching for years, what are some ways that you can challenge tradition in your own classroom? I may have given you a few little examples, but I want to, I want you to think about other ways that you can do so. Another question is, going back to the whole art standpoint, is what other artists do you see challenging traditions? I'm sure there's, I should say, contemporary artists. There are so many other artists out there that are challenging tradition as we start to move away from tradition a lot. And another one is, this is a pretty simple one. Are traditions always bad? Do traditions always need to change? Or can we keep them? Can we alter them anyway? But these are some things that I want you to think about, ponder on take into your own classrooms. So now that I've given you all of this information and all of these questions to consider, I just wanted to do a quick little recap of the thoughts and information that was given in this episode. So today we talked about challenging tradition and I gave examples of two different professionals, how they challenge tradition in their fields. So first we had pedagogue Alfie Cohn, who challenged traditions in public education. And then we had contemporary artist 
JR who challenges traditions in art to this day. And I then went on to talk about how I thought to challenge these things in my own classroom. And then I had you guys think about how to challenge them in your classroom. So as we leave this podcast, this little episode, I just want to leave on a note saying we as educators are the ones that need to enact these changes. We're the ones that need to move forward in education rather than moving back. We're the ones that are making modern education and not traditional education.